our relationship started in, in the very beginning of 2019. Um, up until March of 2021, it was absolutely perfect. There's, I mean, if I look back, there may be, like I said, with lying with the kids, um, you know, or just maybe something that I would think now would be a red flag, but never then. Um, in 20, March of 2021, my mom had passed away unexpectedly. Um, she was young, healthy. That, that broke me down. Like that just, my life changed at that point. Um, sorry. And how I began to see things was he wasn't there for me when my mom died. I, I expected more from somebody that was going to be my husband in, in six months um, to be more supportive, to be there for me. But he was more consumed with his work, getting ahead in his company, going to the gym, winning competitions, um, building this gym up and so forth. But again, he had ex an excuse because his excuse was always, I would say to him, like, you're just so non-emotional. You have no empathy. Like, you're just, you know, there, he, he just, he was just always like that. Um, and his excuse was, you know, I was in war. You, you didn't know the things I did. You know, I was trained to have no emotions. You know, when you're, when you're out killing people, you know, you can't, have a smile on your face he said so I look at death and I look at things differently than you do you know and it as upset as I was I I kind of tried to just say okay put myself in your shoes maybe you're right so I let it go Denise Wickham of Pennsylvania married her high school sweetheart at age 24 but after 12 years and one child, a son, they'd grown apart, so they decided to divorce. Afterwards, she dated here and there, but she was never able to make a good connection. It seemed like I always ran into these type, types of people um, who were selfish. Um, I usually gave more in the relationship or, you know, they just turned out to be um, cheaters and liars and so forth. Um, so I, I kind of stopped for quite some time, um, you know, going off the dating websites, not even wanting to be bothered and so forth uh, for, for a very long time. Then after her long drought, in early 2019, Denise was at a local bar with some friends when she met Alejandro Wickham. They started a conversation and ended up talking for a couple of hours about their goals, values, prior relationships, and hopes of finding someone who wasn't crazy. Denise definitely felt attracted to him. He was just very good-looking. Um tall, built, very, very attractive. Um, and just, I don't know, there was just something about him, um, the way he presented himself, you know, I guess, and talking to him, he had a really good job. And he seemed like, you know, he had it all together. Um, 
you know, and, and, and was on the same page, like I said, as me, you know, um, wanting the same things in life, tired of going, um, finding people that just were not compatible and, you know, um, weren't committed and, and true and so forth. Denise was 44. Alejandro was 34 and originally from the country of Guyana in South America, although he'd been in the United States since he was 16. Denise and Alejandro found that they had a lot in common. They both had good educations and good jobs. They both liked spending time with their families and friends. They liked to travel. And as they got to know each other, Alejandro revealed more about himself. The first thing that he did tell me um, when I met him the first night was that he was um, never married. He had no kids. Um, but, you know, that he was um, in the military. He did some search and rescue. Um, he had a really good job, showed me his business card. So, you know, I knew that he, he worked as, you know, at that time he was a manager of his company. So Denise and Alejandro started seeing each other. Their first date was at another local bar, where they hung out and talked more about what they wanted in a relationship. I'm an open book with my life, so, you know, I kind of tell, tell a, a lot, maybe things I shouldn't tell, <laughs> but, um, you know, I do. And it just seemed there was just something about him that grabbed my attention. And I just feel he made me feel very comfortable and very... Um, just secure. And Denise had encountered some crazy people in her life and didn't want any more of them. So about a week after meeting Alejandro, she did a background check. It came back with no derogatory information. But three or four weeks into the relationship, Alejandro wanted to have a serious conversation. I remember him saying to me, you know, there's something I have to tell you. And I just, like, my my heart dropped, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. Um, and he said, you know, I have five children. And I said, like, that was shocking to me. And I said, well, why would you lie? Like, why would you lie about that? And he said, well, he said, because people, I kind of got the feeling that you you weren't really interested in children or having any more children or being with somebody with children. And he said, you know, I... I wanted you to get to know me first, um, which I kind of, you know, I, I took it as a kind of like, okay, well, I could understand that. But in the back of my mind, I don't know, I, I guess it kind of just bothered me. Um, but he had a good excuse, you know, and he said that he didn't see the children. Um, you know, he provided for them, um, but he did not see them. Two were in the country that he is originally from and three were here and um, that he just uh, had a really bad time with the mom. So he, um, there's, there was a lot of issues going on in the relationship. And, um, you know, so he, he kind, kind of keeps his distance, um, which I also understood because I had some issues with my ex-husband where, you know, you kind of just stay away from them um, after everything that happened involving in, you know, involving your children and so forth. So to me, it didn't seem really anything out of the ordinary. Um, so 
I don't know, but it, you know, in the back of my mind, like I said, that was maybe, maybe one red flag. I'm Donna Anderson, and this is True Love Fraud Stories. Denise liked Alejandro, so she let go of her reservations about dating someone with children. The kids weren't around anyway. He had them with two different women. Two of the kids were in Guyana, and three were in the United States. In the meantime, her 15-year-old son and Alejandro got along famously. The more I got to know him, my son, my son ended up like really, really liking him, and um, they hit it off well. Six weeks into the relationship, Alejandro invited Denise to his apartment. To her surprise, he had a cabinet displaying medals and pins from the Navy. He had told me that, you know, he's very humble and he doesn't tell a lot of people, but, you know, that he, he was a Navy SEAL um, and spent... Um, Six years in the Navy. Um, he said he spent two years in Iraq, two years in Iran, two years in Japan, um, and then worked uh, a little bit for the DEA after. So that kind of really impressed me. Um, you know, it wasn't a deal breaker whatsoever. I didn't even know that at the time. Um, you know, but that was something that made me just kind of look up to him and respect him so much more and be proud of him. Um, you know, and, and thinking I'm just so lucky to have this person in my life. Denise gradually introduced Alejandro to her family and friends, and everybody loved him. She met his family, who lived nearby, his mother, father, brothers and sisters, his aunt and some cousins. They all seemed nice and normal. I really got to know the family well, and they were wonderful to me and my family. And we had family gatherings and, you know, with our, both our families. It was just, it just seemed like the perfect thing. The families spent holidays and other occasions together, laughing and joking. In fact, Denise and Alejandro had a running joke about getting married. He always would tell me, you know, one day you're going to be my wife and I really love you. And, you know, I'm the type of person I just would laugh because of my history with men. And, you know, it just, it was just, I don't know, it was kind of like the joke. Um, and so um, he would say that for, you know, quite a few months. And then um, I remember we were we had taken the day off. It was 4th of July weekend and the Friday we were off that Friday and we were shopping for the day and just hung out and, you know, went to lunch. And, um, he said to me, wouldn't this be a great day to be engaged? And I just, again, I laughed and, you know, he said, let's go, let's go buy you a ring. And, um, he's like, but we'll go to Walmart. Like it was just, you know, fun. He was trying to be funny. And I'm like, no, thanks. Like, and so that was just like, you know, it was a great day. We get back home. We were in the pool. And um, later that night, he, he actually were sitting, we came out of the pool. We're sitting on the, you know, my deck. And he just lid the ring across the table. And 
like I was just shocked and he's and I just like looked at him and you know it was will you marry me and of course like yes I mean I it was I was so excited I mean finally thinking after all these years I found my person so we started planning the wedding Alejandro was a gym rat. No wonder he was in such great shape. He went to the gym to lift weights every morning at 5 a.m. before work. His evenings and weekends were free to spend time with Denise. But then he became interested in powerlifting. I don't know how he came across it. He watched some kind of competition on TV and just thought he would try it. So we ended up going to a local competition just to see what it was all about. And it just was something that interests him. Um, I was not happy about the situation because I know that it would take a lot of time. Um, it's something that's very involved in the sport. You know, it's, it's hours of training, it's competitions, it's, um, going here and there and so forth. Um, so that was maybe our first little, I don't want to say fight, but it's not something I want. I don't want to be with an athlete. I don't like I, at my age, I just want to be with somebody that wants to do things with me and travel and spend time together. But Alejandro really wanted to pursue the sport. Powerlifting is a strength sport consisting of three lifts, squat, bench press, and deadlift. In competition, athletes make three attempts at each lift. Winners are determined based on the total amount of weight that they lift. So he promised me um, that it would be two years, give him two years to try it. Um, you know, he always would tell me that his back in his country, he played cricket, which is kind of like our baseball here. And that he was very well um, to do in cricket, but his parents would not let him play. And so he feels like he was always deprived of that. And, you know, his attitude, it was probably the first time I really saw his attitude change a little bit where, you know, he said, nobody's going to tell him that he can't do anything, um, or do what he wants to do. And I kind of took that with a grain of salt because I thought, I don't want to be the person that I would never say you can't do this, or if that's your dream and you want to follow that, like I was okay with that. So I, I decided to support him, but the deal was that he would do this for two years. You know, he would go to competitions, he would see how far he would get and that would be it. Um, and so I was okay with that. Um, but of course in the end, that's not how that worked. So <laughs> Now, when Alejandro went to the gym, he was there for four or five hours. Training for powerlifting meant he had to lift and stop and lift and stop and stretch. So he could no longer go before work. He had to go at night and on weekends. He'd spend an entire Saturday until like three o'clock at the gym. And, and so that was taking a lot of time away from us, you know, our time or what we could do or where we could go. Um, and then with him entering these competitions, it, it just seemed like I was always taking vacation time or 
time that I really wanted to do other things, but I would be with him at a competition all weekend or a week or, you know, whatever. Um, so it, that kind of became a problem for me. Alejandro began entering powerlifting competitions eight months into their relationship. And right away, he won. According to online records, in his first competition, Alejandro lifted 589.7 pounds in the squat, 385.8 pounds in the bench press, and 556.6 pounds in the deadlift. And he was just getting started. He'd win local, then he'd win states, then he'd win to nationals. He won that and all the way up to, you know, world champion. Um, Training himself, um, you know, some of these people, and again, very proud of him because some of these people take years of training. I mean, 10 plus years training and they still don't win. And he was somebody that was very determined and within a matter of two years, he trained himself and won. Um, so that was very, you know, that was just, I was just very proud of him for that. Um, I, I just think that that began to kind of take over his, his ego a little bit. By early 2021, according to online records, Alejandro was lifting 695.2 pounds in the squat, 413.3 pounds in the bench press, and 650.3 pounds in the deadlift. Denise was thrilled to be with such a strong man. I thanked God every day like for, for having him in my life. And, you know, not only was I physically attracted to him, but emotionally attracted, you know, and for me that always didn't, didn't happen with my relationships. I would tend to either have either or and settle for that you know and this person was just everything I wanted you know a great family and smart and successful and you know now he's in the spotlight and you know I it, it was a great feeling after Alejandro won a national competition they talked about opening a gym where he could teach others the techniques for becoming a champion powerlifter in the least amount of time, as he had. He was just very passionate about that. Um, and so I said to him, um, hey, why don't we open a gym? You've always wanted to open a gym. It's your dream. And again, me sacrificing for him. I said, this is something we can do together. We can build the business. I can work, you know, there. I mean, this was going to be our side job. So, you know, you can train, I can work, we can do this together. They agreed to move forward. They found a great location to rent at a great price. Denise did a lot of the administrative work, dealing with local officials, ordering supplies, setting up appointments. Then, in March 2021, Denise's mother died. She was devastated, and Alejandro seemed to have no empathy. The man who was going to be Denise's husband in a few short months was not there for her in her grief. But she loved him and tried to look at it from his point of view. So I let it go. Um, 
support, you know, relied on my friends and family for support. Um, and it was a lot that I was going through too. My mom had just passed away. I was planning a wedding. Um, we were opening this gym, um, you know, so I, I looked at it as, you know what, maybe it's me, you know, just being stressed and being selfish myself and, you know, kind of try to look at it from a, from a different angle. To add to all the stress, Denise had just accepted a new job five hours away, so she was also traveling. She was beyond busy, so she did her best to focus on the positives, like her upcoming wedding and their new business. Right before their wedding in July of 2021, Denise and Alejandro signed the lease for their new gym, called Blue 22. They agreed that they would both put money into the business to buy the weight training equipment. But a week after signing the lease, Alejandro told Denise that he didn't have his share of the money. I said, what do you mean? Um, now, mind you, I signed a prenup. I made him sign a prenup just because I I just don't trust people to begin with. Um, and I know I had just a messy situation with my ex-husband. So I always said if I got married again, I would sign, have, you know, have a prenup signed. Um, so when my prenup was signed, you know, of course, he listed all these assets. So I knew he had money. Alejandro said his money was all tied up in his military pension. And if he took it out, he'd have to pay high penalties. Plus... He didn't know how long it would take to get the money, and they needed to pay for the equipment right away. Again, thinking, okay, you know, why would I not trust him? I mean, he's he's never given me a reason to think that he's lying or anything. So I took a home equity um, on, you know, on my house um, and paid for the gym equipment. Plus, their wedding was coming up. Denise and Alejandro were getting married outdoors on July 31st, 2021, at a pavilion in a local park. The big day soon arrived. It was just gorgeous. It was the most perfect day. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It just, I I can't, it just was beautiful. I mean, like I said, we had 200 people there, family, friends. I mean, everybody dressed to the T, even though it was like an outdoor wedding. It was just wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And everybody was so happy. I mean, he cried. We we made our own vows. Um, He cried during the vows. You know, and and actually had to stop talking, and he kind of broke down, and which was I've never seen him cry. I've never seen him emotion with emotions. Um, nothing. So that was a little shocking to me, but it just made me feel like God, he really does love me. Like this, you know. So then I think of all the things where. The last few months that maybe I had my doubts that 
he was lying or doing something or whatever that I was like, no, it's just, you know, it's just you. You're crazy. You're going through a, a rough time right now. You know, um, look at it. He, this person is like breaking down in front of 200 people and he loves me. Denise's family and friends were there. Alejandro's family was there, but none of Alejandro's friends. He always spoke highly about the men he led on the SEAL team, but he said they were all over the world. Some were still doing missions, so he could never get in touch with them. Perhaps it was a red flag, but on their special day, Denise didn't think about it. Oh, I, I was so excited. I just just loved, like, he was, like, the love of my life. I mean, I finally thanked God for, like, helping me find my person, you know. It was just, it was just, it's all I ever wanted, like, was to be married to someone that I had things in common with and loved, and we did things together, and I just felt like this is the beginning of, like, such a happy life. But after the wedding, there was a subtle shift in their relationship. They'd been living together in Denise's home, with Alejandro contributing towards the expenses. They were supposed to open a joint account to pay the bills, but Alejandro kept putting it off. And then his financial contributions started coming in late. I have to keep reminding him, like, don't forget to send me the bill money. Don't forget to send me a check. Don't forget to transfer money. And so that just, I so you know, and it, it caused a big fight with me because I said, what are you doing with your money? Like, something's not adding up here. Like, I know how much the gym is. I know how much you're putting into that. He had, at the time, he had another side business. So I knew what was going on with that business. So, you know, knowing what he made as a yearly salary and this other business, I said, something's just not right. Like, where is your money going? I just, you know, he was short money all of a sudden. and It was just bizarre. Just something in my gut just said, something's not right here. We'll be right back. On September 11, 2021, Alejandro entered the U.S. Powerlifting Association drug-tested never-forget competition in Columbus, Ohio. As he walked up to the bar to perform his squat, the announcer introduced him. All right, Alejandro, with Special Operations Command, the U.S. Navy. Give it up for Alejandro. Alejandro won his class that day, 
lifting a total in three events of 1,774.7 pounds. The gym, in the meantime, was also becoming successful. It started slow at the beginning, um, but probably within two to three months, um, we we probably tripled the amount of people coming. And then we would host competitions on the weekends sometimes, you know, that would pull in money. And I was always at the gym because he he's kind of antisocial a little bit. So he has a very ta- a hard time just communicating with people at times. Um, I'm the very outgoing person, you know, so I was always like the face of the gym, you know, he'd be training, he'd be there with people and I'd be talking to them to kind of network and get to know them and, and so forth. And then I just felt like the more he got to know people and got more comfortable that I was kind of like pushed out. I just felt like he, you know, I just felt like he thought it was just his gym. And like, I did nothing for it, or I wasn't a part of it, or just got that weird feeling. Then Denise started to notice that Alejandro was breaking promises and changing his story. I thought myself was crazy because he'd say one thing and then a week later, it would be like a different story. Um, And then my son started picking up on those things and he'd actually call him out and we both would actually and say, well, you said this, you know, last week, or you said this two weeks ago. And it was always to myself and him, you misunderstood me. There's a miscommunication. Like it's not what I'm trying to say, or you're misunderstanding what I'm really trying to say or what I'm trying to do. It was always that we misunderstood him. Um, and you know, that can only go so far. Um, after a few times you tend to pull yourself back and think, okay, I'm not crazy here. You know, this, something is just not right. Then Alejandro started traveling for work and would disappear. He shut off the location feature of his iPhone. So Denise didn't know where he was. When I talked to him, I'm like, why is your location off? And it was always like, I'm not, I didn't turn it off. Like, you better call the phone company because, you know, I didn't turn that off or I didn't do this or I didn't do that. And I'm like, I'm not stupid. So then he would start turning his GPS off in the car. And, you know, that caused me again, because I have trust issues. And if you start to give me a reason not to trust you, then I'm going to dig, you know? And so he would say, you need, you're crazy. Like you need to start trusting me. If you can't trust me, this, this relationship will never work. And I'm like, well, you never gave me a reason not to trust you until now. Like, what are you hiding? Like, I don't shut my phone off. I don't, you know, and he, he looked at it as a way of that. I'm trying to control him. No, I'm not trying to control you. I'm, I'm calling you and I can't get a hold of my husband. And now I'm trying to track your location. What if something happened to you? I don't know. You know, and now you're telling me that I need to trust you. You're shutting your phone off all of a sudden. You're, 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 I don't even know where you are. You say you're two hours away, but I don't know. Cause I can't even look at the GPS on the car now because you know, you shut that off as well. And so it was little things like that, that started to really, again, make me pay attention because I just 
something in my gut wasn't right. And I just said to him, I would say to him constantly, you're lying about something. There's something you're not telling me. And I, he, you know, of course you're crazy. You're, you know, you know, everything about my life and you know, my family and, and I've told you everything. What, what would I be hiding? And I said, honestly, I feel like you're, there's something not right sitting with me. I said, and everything you, you would, a liar always gets caught. I said, so whatever you're hiding, I'm going to find out. And I was still emotional, you know, with my mom's grieving. The gym was getting on my last nerve because I was doing all the work for it. Wait, you know, he's going, he's coming home from work. He's going right to the gym. He's training five hours a night. You know, he's still wanting to enter these competitions. I'm home all day working remote. So I'm home all day. I'm home all night. I'm cooking. I'm cleaning. I'm doing that. Like, I felt like I was, I wasn't a wife. Like I was his mother, like making sure his laundry was done, making sure his stuff for the next day was done, doing all the work, you know, the stuff that he needed for the gym, for this, for that. Um, And it was just frustrating to me. And, you know, I tried to tell him, hey, like, I feel like we're drifting apart and we're not even married that long. I feel something's not right. You know, and for a while he'd be like, okay, we'll write everything down, you know, and we'll work on it. And He'd be okay for like a week and he'd try, you know, try quote unquote for maybe a week or so. And then he'd go back to the same nonsense. And it just, it just caused fights to the point where I felt something was not right. And I was tired of being alone. Like I felt alone in my marriage. Denise's son was graduating from high school, but Alejandro entered a competition on that day. Denise asked him to change his flight so he could be home for the graduation. He refused. But, according to Alejandro, their marital problems were all Denise's fault. He blames my mom's death, you know, and he said I, it's her that I could never get over. And just, you know, he, I was causing problems in the marriage and it was me and, and not pushing him away. And it's all because of me and it's my fault and this and that. And part of it was, I mean, yeah, I pushed him away, but I also didn't feel like he supported me like he should when my mom died. And I'm still doing everything, treating you like running this house, like I'm your mother or you want a mother and not a wife. And that's just how I felt. Denise and Alejandro's first wedding anniversary, July 31st, 2022, was approaching. By this time, Alejandro had been competing as a powerlifter for two years. He said he was done competing, as he had promised. But then Denise got a call from one of their gym members. Apparently, Alejandro had been asked to compete in Virginia on July 31st, and he agreed to go. I just snapped. And... I said to him, like, how could you do this? Like on my, like, what do you do? First of all, you said you were done. Why are you scheduling a competition on our anniversary? And he said, oh, I forgot it was our anniversary. I said, we're not even married a year. Like, what do you mean you forgot? How does someone forget? You just cried (laughs) at our vows. And how do you forget that's our anniversary date? I don't understand. Denise and Alejandro fought and he ended up not going to the competition. Instead, they went away for a long weekend, 
which ended up being a long fight. I don't think he was happy that he couldn't go to his competition and he felt like I was punishing him or that I was, you know, telling him what he can and can't do. And I, you know, I I said to him, I feel like um, this powerlifting has made you get like a big, bigger ego than you even had. And I feel like you want to be single. Like, this is not what a marriage is. You know, it's give and take. And he would always say to me, you know, his thing was, oh, everything's tit for tat with you, you know, which doesn't even make sense. But he'd say, you know, you always have to, if you do something for somebody, they always have to do it back for you. And I'm like, that's not true. A marriage is a two-way street. Like you should want to do these things for me. You should help me at home. You should, it's like half and half. He never saw it that way. And my thing was, you know what? I feel like maybe you shouldn't have married me. Maybe this powerlifting thing is more important to you. And, and you know, maybe be single. Like I, I, I was just so frustrated. And I don't know, you know, it was always like, no, 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 I love you. I want to be married, you know, but I just, I need to do my own thing too. Well, I said, you already told me it was only going to be two years. So again, you broke a promise. A few weeks later, in August 2022, Denise and Alejandro were arguing again. We had a really big fight. And I took his gym bag and I said, this is the only thing you care about. Like, you just care more about your gym and yourself and your image and everything. And I threw the gym bag out the door and he ripped me by the hair and threw me to the ground. Um, And I fell back on a box of glasses, uh, which smashed everywhere. And my son was actually home that day and came running downstairs. It was just not a good scene. And so I said to him, get out, like, get out of my house. I just, you're not gonna put your hands on me. And that's kind of where this whole thing started. (laughs) Alejandro left. They decided to give themselves a week to cool off and then go to counseling. But after a week had passed, when Denise called her husband, he didn't respond. A week came and all of a sudden I would be calling him and texting him and he would ignore me. Like, it was like, from that point on, it was like I never existed in his life. Ghosting, never answering the phone, never texting me back. It's like literally like he died. Like, I just did not hear from him. later, Denise was telling her friend, who lived in California, about her problems with her husband. Her friend said she hadn't wanted to say anything previously, but she never had a good feeling about Alejandro and referred to an article about him. Denise didn't know what she was talking about, so her friend sent her the article. The title was, the United States of America against Alejandro Wickham. It was a criminal complaint from 2012 and the first step in learning the truth. I had found out that the documents showed that he um, he was actually in prison um, for 18 months for cocaine trafficking. Um, 
he was um, married in another country. And um, he was actually never a Navy SEAL and actually was just some shipmate on a ship for two years after being thrown out for fraud because uh, he was stealing money from the Navy. So that was shocking. Shocking to know that you're with someone for nearly four years um, and you don't even know who they, they truly are. And the family just went right along with with the lies. I mean, never told me anything, never, nothing. Um, it was shocking, heartbreaking. According to a criminal complaint filed in the Eastern District of New York, on May 20, 2012, Alejandro Wickham arrived at JFK Airport on a flight from Guyana. A customs agent inspected his suitcase. It contained three food containers, except there was no food inside. The containers held more than 5,000 grams of cocaine. Alejandro admitted that he was offered $7,000 to bring the cocaine into the United States. On October 1st, 2012, he pleaded guilty to trafficking. Sentencing took place more than a year later. His public defender wrote a letter to the court appealing for clemency. He explained that Alejandro was a 27-year-old man with a wife and two young children who made a stupid mistake. He asked for a reduced sentence so Alejandro could continue to support his family. Alejandro was sentenced to 18 months in prison, followed by three years of supervised release. Denise's entire marriage was a lie. She was devastated. When this had happened, I confronted the parents and they told me that they don't know what I'm talking about and it's none of their business. It's not their business to tell, to tell me anything, you know, that I should talk to my husband. Um, so I got nowhere with them. The sisters didn't say much. Um, the brother, the brother did tell me that he was so sorry, you know, and that he knew all of this was true and that they told, he told him before, um, when he met me and before we got married to make sure that I had, he had shared all this stuff with me and that everything was taken care of, um, as far as a divorce, you know, and so forth. And he assured him that he did. Obviously he didn't. Alejandro's family hid the truth of his marriage and arrest from Denise, but there was more truth to uncover about his military service. The same girlfriend of mine, who was very skeptical, said to me, he's probably not even a Navy SEAL. 
And I'm like, no, I'm like, God, all his stuff is here. Like, I would never question that because he, he has medals. He has the uniform. He has a jacket. Like he has stories. I mean, detailed stories, people he's named people. Like I had friends that are, that are in the military that have had discussions with him. No one has ever questioned the truth, his truth. No one. I mean, detailed stories. And she said, you should just check just to, she's like, I, I guarantee he's not. How is Denise going to find out if her husband was actually a Navy SEAL? She reached out to the Navy, but got nowhere. Then, through online Googling, she found Don Shipley, who has an online show called Phony Navy Seal of the Week. Don is a real, authentic, retired seal who is now on a mission to expose the fakes. You can pay for for him to kind of look up because he has the database. Um, So paid the money um, and got an email from him within 24 hours telling me that there's no record of him ever being a Navy SEAL, ever being in BUDS training, um, nothing. So that was kind of devastating as well. Don Shipley then put Denise in touch with the POW Network, an organization that helps people make Freedom of Information Act requests for military records. With Don's help and research, we did find out that he was he was a shipmate. Um, he was on the ship for two years, you know, and then was um, was thrown out for fraud. So um, dishonorably discharged. So of, of course, there was never any military pension. Um, there was never any DEA work. There was never anything. Denise was astounded especially after all the detailed stories Alejandro told about his time as a SEAL. They were all fake. Oh, I mean, the stories, specific details um, about how it was in the war, how he walked, how, how they'd be in a helicopter and be dropped off miles away and have to walk. Um, miles and miles and miles, you know, to get to the destination and sleeping in a hole, digging holes to sleep in holes, you know, and having scorpions, you know, wake up to see scorpions on, on his chest and being shot at and being stabbed by a child and having to kill women and children and blow up buses and, um, crying at movies when we watch things that brought him back. And he, he would say like, it brings me back to being there. And, and, and I just, sometimes I just can't handle it. And, um, he'd be, he'd have nightmares sometimes and he'd just wake me up. And I, I thought he was, I thought he was starting like PTSD all over and, you know, he'd be counting numbers and, and I have no clue what I thought it was all part of this. And Denise's friends and family also heard Alejandro's stories and believed them. They were just as shocked to learn that everything was a lie. Oh, they were devastated like me, shocked. Their mouths dropped. I mean, I literally fell to the floor when I heard this news. If you, if you would have known him, um, 
never in a million years. I mean, they said, are you sure? Like, are you talking about the same person? He was just so charismatic and charming and like, like lovable, like never missed a beat with his stories was just so good with my family, my friends, so outgoing. And it's, it's shocking. Like it is shocking. There were, you know, my friends would say, what did you miss? Like, did you miss something? I mean, what? They didn't see anything like, and my friends, trust me, they're very critical. <laughs> so are my family, you know, um, everyone loved them, loved them. Denise was totally disgusted by her husband's false claims. I remember two years prior, we were at a 9-11 memorial competition where he actually had them announce him as special operations. Um, it, it physically made me sick to think that the people, the true people, the true heroes that are out there fighting for us, risking their lives. And here's someone who's such a fraud and being announced at an, a, a national competition on TV that you're what you're not even what you are say you are it just physically made me sick alejandro was invited to represent the united states in an international powerlifting competition in australia denise wrote to the united states powerlifting association informing them that her husband was a fraud who had served time in prison she never heard from them but when alejandro returned He was furious and said it was disgusting that she was trying to ruin his powerlifting career. I just looked at him and remember saying, you did this to yourself. Like you're a liar and a fraud and you're going to learn. You know, I said you powerlifting became the only thing you cared about in your life. You didn't care about me. You didn't care about my son. You didn't care about your own kids. You only care about yourself and your image. And it makes me sick. It just physically makes me sick. Denise was totally betrayed by her husband, Alejandro Wickham. He lied about being a Navy SEAL. He failed to mention that he was sentenced to 18 months in prison for cocaine trafficking. He manipulated her to bankroll the gym, which was now closed. And he lied on his marriage license application, checking the box for never married. Denise was devastated. I had a breakdown. This was probably next to my mom dying, um, was probably the worst thing I've ever faced in my life. Um, Just so heartbroken, you know, Um, tons of counseling. Um, I lost my job because I wasn't focused, Um, never have lost a job in my life. Um, It's just rough, like, 
I'm still going through therapy. Um, started EMDR therapy, it's a trauma therapy. So just can't get it off my mind. I just can't. It's just so difficult to think that someone could do this to you and that I feel robbed of my life. I feel just so jaded, just so broken. You know, this was someone that I trusted, that I loved. And I don't know. And you can't get answers from him. Like he he just gaslights, he he just deflects, he it's never I'm sorry, you know, I think he's more sorry he got caught. Um, never got a true apology. Um, when you try to talk to him about it or, you know, I ask a million questions, why? Like, why did you do this? Why, why, why? And he doesn't have an answer. He doesn't really say anything to me, anything. Denise filed for divorce in December 2022. Alejandro Wickham could sign the divorce papers and the marriage would be over. But five months later, he still hadn't done this. I think that was shocking to him. I, I think that he thought I was going to always be there and chase him and because I loved him so much. And I think maybe he knew that. Um, and I do, I did. Um, I don't know if I do now because I don't even know who he is truly. Um, I love the person that I thought he was. You know, I thought at my age, this is going to be it. I never have to look again. Um, we're going to have a great life together. And everything was just shattered. I mean, just shattered. So how was Alejandro able to fool Denise so completely? He's a con artist. He's he's good at what he does. He studies people. Um, that was one thing he told me that was his job was in the military was to study people um, so that he could see who was the bad guy and, you know, who wasn't. And, um, you know, when I think back now, I think he, he was right. He, he didn't learn that in the military, but he definitely studies people, um, preys on their their weakness I think for me it was he he got me to exactly where he thought I would be to dote all over him and love him so much that I would never never walk away but I'm stronger than that um I've been through a lot in my life where I don't need anybody to support me I don't need anybody in my life if you're in my life, it's because I want you there. Um, and I don't, I think he underestimated because I'm so kind and generous and loving. I think he underestimated that for weakness. And I kept telling him, like, I, you know, you met your match. Um, I'm not afraid of him. Um, maybe others are. I, I'm not afraid of him. He, you know, he, I'm not afraid to stand up for what I believe in. Um, or go up against you. Um, I don't care who you are. You know, I, that's just me. And I, he's, he's known me like this. I've never changed. I've been like this from day one. So why, 
you know, my friends, it's, it's funny. My friends and family will say like, they don't understand why he underestimated me. He may have broken me for a while, you know, but I'll be okay. Um, it hurts. Yeah. It's going to take a while to get over. Yeah. But you know, he, um, I think he met his match because no one ever challenged him before. Um, they enable him from what I see. And uh, I'm not backing down. I'm Donna Anderson, and this is True Love Fraud Stories. To hear expert commentary related to this story, become a premium subscriber. I interviewed Don Shipley, who explains how many fake seals are out there and how to avoid them. You'll also get access to my weekly interactive podcast, Love Fraud Live, where I answer your questions. So many stories, Donna. I have them written down. Um, I've, I've written a lot of this down because I just don't want to forget. And I, I don't, I want to use my story someday to help other people, um, to help them see the signs to help them, you know, just not go through what I did. Um, But so many, so many stories that you couldn't even imagine. They were so real. And he was so passionate about it and would have tears in his eyes at times that you would never even question his validity ever. True Love Fraud Stories is produced by lovefraud.com. I'm the author of lovefraud.com and the researcher for this story. Engineering by Terry Kelly. To learn how to recognize and recover from everyday sociopaths, visit lovefraud.com. And for more information about this story, other great stories, or if you'd like to share your story, visit podcasts.com dot lovefraud.com.